baby. <laughs> we are live. Uh, the very first, well, not, not, I guess not the first live Sovereign Tech. I've done at various events. I have done live Sovereign Techs before. Um, but, whoo, boy, is this the first one? <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, uh, let's see. You know, I'm just going to check and make sure I'm coming through on the best possible sound available. And it looks like it's working. looks like I'm coming through. So, whoo, yeah. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is the first time. So don't have anybody here yet. Granted, I'm well, well aware that I, and I actually, well, I'm well aware now I didn't know this when I started that there was going to be, or that, that it was going to be the Super Bowl. Like I just, I don't pay attention um, in that way at all uh, to what's going on. So, <laughs> oh, good, good. I see in the chat loud and fucking clear. Awesome. All right. That's good. I do have, now this is the other funny trick is that I am, so I've done this kind of work where, where I know, I know of other podcasts, other shows that that use hangouts like as their base, like this is what they use to, you know, as to where, like I use SoundCloud, some people use hangouts to do their entire show. Um, and I've actually been like kind of the sound engineer guy effectively, uh, that, that would show up for that or, you know, that, that would do all of that work. And so this is a really admittedly like this is, and Google's just been fucking it up like nonstop, uh, you know, how exactly this, you know, how exactly hangouts, uh, works. So, there's a lot of hats. There's a lot of things when, if, if someone actually like enters the room to ask a question and you don't have to, you can actually ask questions in the chat. Um, just like I've, I've already seen a couple people in the chat there. Uh, you can ask there and then, then I'll answer them here. That's totally fine too. But like when people show up, I mean, you have to like, you got to mute people, you got to make them disappear from the broadcast. And then, I mean, it, it's a lot of different things you have to do. Usually you really do want, uh, you know, some kind of a, a producer or sound engineer working with you. If you want to do this, you know, if you want to do uh, kind of a hangouts quote unquote, right. Uh, but myself, I'm doing it all by myself. So <laughs> all, all on a, on a, on a 15 inch 1080p screen right here, uh, to where, you know, like I can see what's happening in the chat. Uh, and, and then of course I'm running everything that's, that's going on, um, beyond that. So anyway, uh, appreciate everybody that has shown up so far. Uh, like I said, I, I didn't realize that this was going to be the time for the Super Bowl, though I suppose it doesn't start until 6.30, but I mean, come on, you're showing up at people's houses right now, uh, of course, too. I mean, I've been to Super Bowl parties before. Granted, uh, I'm not, I guess there was a time where maybe I was a little into football, but nah, you know, not, not, not my sport, not my, uh, what's that, not my circus, not my monkeys. Uh, definitely more of a baseball guy, but whatever. Anyway, people can do what they do. They, they love it. I mean, it's it definitely, you know, I think like everybody suddenly becomes a football fan, you know, when, when the Super Bowl comes around and that's because everybody gets the chance to, to actually connect, which, Hey, good for you. So, you know, I, I think that's a, that's an absolutely wonderful thing. So let's see, we've got, uh, well, I'm going to commit career suicide here as Rush Limbaugh would say, and I have six people watching right now. Not bad because this is only going out to sovereign tech patrons. So, which isn't like a large number of people. I mean, granted percentage wise, it's pretty good. And, and for a show that, uh, that, that definitely, you know, panders to an anarchist or, or, you know, Liberty crowd, uh, <laughs> honestly, it's not bad because <laughs> I know what other shows that, uh, you know, that, that do like live video and all this stuff. And yeah, they, they'd probably kill for six. So anyway, <laughs> 
Um, so since I've got people here, oh, woo, there, okay, we got a woo in the in the live chat. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> so, um, if you are, if you actually want to enter, because there was two links, just, just, and you don't have to, I, I, I could, yeah, fuck sports ball, damn right. Uh, so, again, we got a live chat here, and I'm, I'm just reading it as we go along. Um, if you do want to, like, actually come on the show, if you want to come on with video, the whole thing, uh, you know, you're welcome to. You don't have to. You can, like I said, you can ask questions right in the chat. There's the two links, just to explain this, there's the two links in uh, in Patreon. One of them is for the Hangout itself to be able to join the Hangout. The other was just to watch it on YouTube, which is what a lot of people are doing. And that's that's awesome. It could totally be that way. And, that, you know, that that's totally fine. So if you have questions you want to get to there, you can. If not, I'm going to start off. Actually, somebody who said they couldn't make it. And again, uh, I, I understand, you know, that that we'll figure out good times within which to, to do this sort of thing. Uh, it, Sundays at six might not be the best for, for a lot of people, uh, just happened to work out for, uh, what I could do this week. So, but maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe it's better for people on the weekdays, maybe at like 5 PM or something might work better or something like that. I mean, I work from home, so, you know, the schedule could be a little bit different. That's fine. Um, oh, the participant, the participation link isn't working. It's behaving as if it's pointing to another stream. Hmm. Okay. So that, see what I mean? I, you know, I deal with this. There's actually, there's a show that I help engineer and you might know about this. Uh, it's the Tatiana show who I just, I love Tatiana. She's just, she's so wonderful. Um, and every single week that we do her show, I have to, uh, like we have to, we have to create, we, we do it. We work with Liberty.me for it. And I have to create, uh, like a separate link. Like we have to make new links just so everybody can join. And then it matters what web browser they're using. I mean, like a lot of people are getting 403 errors and Google Hangouts used to have this really cool thing where it would, uh, you know, it would have like a, what do they call it? A lower third where along the bottom of the screen, you'd actually see like a name and, and whatever else there. Um, they like, they're removing all of those features, but I mean, really Google is, is screwing this up uh, to no end. So let me see if I can actually find the link here and then we can, uh, oop, up here actually, and then maybe, 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 maybe people can, uh, can try joining it. In fact, I wonder if I can just drop it right in the YouTube, uh, in the chat here. And if anybody can try that out, actually anybody in the chat room there on YouTube, if you want to try entering that, that would, you know, and see if it, or you can try it out and see if it works. Uh, if you come in, I'll probably mute you quick until like, I'm ready to, you know, gotta have the golden stallion be ready. <laughs> um, let's see, got an email actually just came in. Okay. Through the contact form. So, Hey, you should feel, look at, I'm, I'm reading this without reading it first. Imagine that the, who knows this could say terrible things. Hey, you should field questions from Savnet during the hangout. Some people don't have Google accounts and don't want to create create them, which I'm sure you understand. No hard feelings if you miss this. Just thought I'd throw the idea out there. That's actually a great idea. Uh, and I don't have, hey, let me see if I can, oh, hey, there we go. All right, looks like we got somebody here. I'm going to actually mute uh, this gen. Oh, no, he muted himself. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so I will do that from now on where I will set up uh, from the IRC chat room. I don't have that up right now, though. Actually, I could just go to irc.zog.ninja and people could, people could actually, like I can just look in there and I don't have to be logged in as Lord Sovereign. So let's see. 
here we go here we go start and we'll just open that up and yeah that's that's actually a great point a lot of people don't want to have a google account and i totally support that obviously that was a major conversation that we had um during uh during episode 211 this week and oh yeah no there's a few people in there so okay so i am savnet89851 if you are listening and you happen to be at the chat room at the same time and because it takes me like my password is ridiculous it's like 40 something characters so it would just would be a pain in the ass to type it in right now to uh, prove that i'm lord sovereign but you're yeah hey there we go all right so we got people there now this is going to be the trick is <laughs> in the future i'm going to have to set up like i have to do a second monitor because i i have so many windows open right now uh, and to be able to, to like see what everybody's saying but you go ahead and you can type in questions um, in the IRC chat room, it's uh, that's the chat room is on Freenode. You can go to zo or irc.zog.ninja if you want to do that. That way, you don't have to deal with an IRC client if you don't want to. Um, and you can ask questions in there, and I will try to get to them. Again, this is definitely going to be uh, on a limited schedule. Okay. Oh, we got two people in. Fantastic, and they're both muted. Wow, I knew it. My my audience is ridiculously uh, intelligent. So. Uh, before I get to your questions, I actually want to open up with a question that somebody asked that wasn't uh, that wasn't able to be in here. Um, yeah, someone said, "Oh, damn! I thought you were using like a six monitor setup." Not right now. I'm actually I'm planning on a second studio. In fact, the second studio, my plans for it, like it'll literally have a couch. There'll be like a, sh a shotgun mic. I mean, the whole thing to where people can just like I can have guests on and we can all just sort of hang out uh, and, you know, and, and do this, do this really right and make it look good. And I think I could have all my little, you know, collectibles and Funko Pops and all that shit, you know, have that, um, you know, have that running or, you know, have that on display so that people can. Uh, can see that. Okay, let's just take another quick look at it's it's Sobnet. All right, yeah, looking good. So, okay, I'm going to get to this question. Then we've got two people lined up in the Hangouts room, and I will get to you. Another interesting little little uh, technical thing is that, in fact, I've never seen this before. But there's the Google on Google Chrome. I do have Google Chrome running right now, and I've talked about this recently about how like a lot of very unique features are being baked into Chrome itself. Um, you know, and, and it won't work with any other browser. What's interesting is I have the Hangouts extension built into that. And when I logged into this Hangout, it opened up like a separate Hangouts window as to where when I've done engineering for other shows uh, to where, you know, to, to, to like to where we're using Hangouts and we're doing the very thing that I'm doing right now, uh, it would, it, it just does it all in a browser window. So I'm, I'm kind of intrigued as to why it would switch to this. I mean, obviously it's Hangouts, so it switched to Hangouts, but I uh, haven't really seen that before. So anyway, okay, I'm going to get into uh, this one question and then then I'm gonna, we're gonna get to the people that are here live. So if you can just be patient with me, whoo, we'll get to it. And I won't spend a ton of time on this because it's kind of a question about Sovereign Tech itself. Uh, it's not exactly like a, you know, a technical question or, or a science question or, you know, whatever kind of questions you want to ask. So, and that's the other thing too, feel free to ask me whatever you want to talk anarchy. You want to talk philosophy. You want to talk geek stuff. You want to, I mean, you want to talk movies, baby. Ooh, we could talk movies. I'm all for it. So, okay, here it is. Uh, let's see, made a joke about it clashing with my sports ball. That's why he couldn't be here. No, it's not why he couldn't be here. He was kidding. So anyway, uh, let's get to the question. Question for the stallion. How did you see, how did you see yourself or what did you think the show would become in 2017 when the show began five years ago? Would you have done things differently? How does that paint your future plans for uh, ZOG or Sovereign Tech? 
Oh boy. Okay. So like I could spend a whole show talking about that. So I'm, I'm going to try and be brief <laughs> about it, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know that I ever expected it to reach kind of like the, 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 the size of the audience that I have right now, you know, I mean, you know, we've got a, a quite a few thousand listeners. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, really amazed actually, uh, at that. And so, yeah, someone said it's growing. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's definitely growing. Like, I mean, I go up by exponential rates seemingly almost every month, uh, which is really exciting for, you know, for me. Um, so as, as far did I see it at this level? Did I see it being this way? I mean, yes and no, and, and negative and positive. There's things that I kind of expected it to be. And like when I actually, when I started Sovereign Tech, uh, it was not a privacy oriented show. It wasn't even necessarily a security oriented show. It was more just like, I don't want to say consumer technology because the show never stopped being pro-consumer. I think that's the most important thing for any kind of content to be. Uh, but I, I definitely had like a, a different goal, like, like the, the point, I mean, like my third episode, I think was all about security actually. So it wasn't like I wasn't talking security, but I, I was just wanting to talk like tech culture in general. And that's still kind of what I do, but really the goal became, okay, no, we, you know, everybody's an activist now, frankly. And I mean, actually in, in our modern uh, political climate, really everybody's become an activist. I mean, whether they're acting like it necessarily or not, or depending on which side they're on. Uh, and so it, it's definitely changed the, the direction, kind of like the, the people that I figured I'd be reaching out to has, has totally changed. The one thing that hasn't happened that I always expected or I was really expecting to end up like on this week in tech, which I think is actually recording right now. <laughs> but uh, I, I really expected to be on this week in tech within that five years. And, and that just didn't happen. So the audience I'm reaching isn't what I expected. And granted the goal of the show shifted, you know, quite a bit. Um, I never expected anything like Patreon to exist, which has really, really opened up a lot of doors. And in fact, I think is actually going to, uh, really help the show out quite a bit as, as far as growth. So maybe that's a question. I, I think that question, you know, it, it's very broad and I don't want to spend all the time, you know, all this time talking on it. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I just sort of saw that, you know, maybe I'd get like 5,000 listeners at some point and, and, you know, people would, would find it interesting. Um, and then maybe I'd get on this week in tech or something and I'd end up, you know, being like a little more into tech journalism or whatever, but that's not the way that the world ended up working. Uh, so I'm actually on a different goal with greater goals, quite frankly. Um, I mean, it, it's funny too, because I, I know I keep mentioning this week in tech, but it's, you know, it's not like when you get on that that suddenly like you get this big pop. I mean, I know lots of people that lots of great tech journalists, very legit tech journalists that have been in the business for years that, uh, you know, they, they're on this week in tech all the time. They're on that network all the time. And like, they don't even have the Twitter following that I have, you, you know, which I'm, that's not a boast. I, I really don't give a shit. Uh, but you know, I mean, it's not a guarantee of, uh, really of anything of, of any kind of, any kind of pop. Um, the one thing I didn't expect sovereign tech to be and somewhat of what it's become, whether I like it or not. And I'm actually really disappointed by this is that, uh, I feel like I've become very much, um, oh, I feel like a lot of people come to sovereign tech for philosophy you know, and because they feel like there's other shows that just aren't delivering on that. And that's, that's actually kind of, I mean, like I'm honored in one sense and the other sense, I'm kind of disappointed because, you know, 
I mean, yeah, I, I like injecting philosophy into a tech show, but it, at, at its base, it is a tech show. But then, you know, people aren't finding aren't finding this stuff anywhere else when there's shows that are supposed to be about this. They're supposed to be laying this shit out, you know, straight, you know, laying out anarchism and, you know, really having first principles or, you know, being principled in general. And they they're just not anymore or they never were or, or what. So um, that's one thing I, I really didn't expect is that people would come to Sovereign Tech. In fact, I remember the first time I really dug into kind of philosophy was uh, i think it was episode 47 where i went on kind of my first rant ever you know on sovereign tech and uh, and it was about rights and i mean people just you know they went nuts over it i mean they, it's one of the most downloaded episodes of, of of all time i think it was 47 and uh you know and people like emailed me afterwards saying we don't get this anywhere. And I'm like, well, what the, what, what the fuck do you mean? Like, like where, where are these other shows? Where's the Liberty shows that should be appealing to this crowd? I mean, people want, you know, want to know about this stuff. Uh, so that's, that's definitely one thing I, I did not expect sovereign tech to be. And I don't know how that's affecting things here or there, but anyway, um, I will, I'm probably going to delve deeper into that question some more because I, I think there's some, there's some good aspects to get into it. So why don't we get into, let me, let me just check the, uh, the chat rooms here quick. Ooh, we've got some chat rooms going. Uh, let's see. Uh, also, you also avoiding Google. I'm you. Oh, th these are people kind of talking to themselves. Great. Good. I'm glad you're, you're making use of, of Sovnet. Um, let's see what's going on in the YouTube chat room. Nothing. Okay. So I am going to get to, uh, let's see. I, if you want to say your name, who you are, uh, I'll, I'll let you, otherwise I'll just address you by what comes up with your Google handle here. So saggy, <laughs> I know it's not your name, but <laughs> But uh, if you want to, or let's see, I if you want to unmute yourself, if you're ready to go for a question, uh, why don't you go for it? I'm so ready. I've been ready. All right. For years. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Look at the. If you're if you're not seeing the video, this guy. First off, very handsome gentleman, uh, <laughs> bald head and all. Second off, he's wearing a Think Geek Starfleet hoodie. I, I have the same one, and I know he knows I have it. But that is so badass, looking fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. I get compliments on this all the time. No yeah, one's called me Starfleet yet, though. Yeah, see, that's what I get when I go. I go to the gas station. I go to you know, I, I go to a grocery store, or whatever. And like now, people kind of know me, and they're like, "Hey, there's Starfleet," and I, I love that. It's so hot. <laughs> no, <it's>, but, <laughs> the person I'm dating refers to me as Captain, though, because of the pips, which is oh, uh, you put on pips. All much right. appreciated. Nice, nice. I like that. I like that. All right. Okay, so if you want to, you know, how, whatever you want to be called. Uh, <laughs> oh, you can call me Jay. That's all right. We'll go with Jay. Perfect. Calls me. That's sure. how you know me by anyway. So yeah, Exactly. All right, Jay, so go for it. What's your question, man? Uh, I was going to yak about VR a bit, if you all don't mind me sharing my experiences with both systems. Please, please. In both systems, you mean uh, Vive and? And the Rift. And Rift, and Oculus Rift. Okay. Right. right. Yeah, let's right. do it. So I bought, uh, long story short, just to give everyone a quick summary, if you must have room scale and you will, you will have that feeling when you get into VR, you will love the room scale. Just get a, <laughs> just get a Vive. It doesn't matter if the Rift headset's image quality is kind of better. Just get a Vive and save yourself a lot of headache. That, that's the summary right there. Right. But um, in, in both of my experiences, um, the Vive, I think, is the better bet if anyone's in the same boat as I was is kind of tossing between the two because they are kind of a big chunk of change. Yeah, uh, yeah. Plus the video card. <laughs> GTX 1070 for the win. Great card, by the way. Awesome. So what, I'm card. trying to remember, like, what are, is there anything below the, ten, below the 10 series that that works on? Or do you know, like, I, I, yes, I experimented. Oh, so, okay. uh, 
I went with an AMD. I forget the the name. The it was like a 480 or so. The, the 480. I think it was the RX 480. Yeah. And okay. it sucked. I hated it. I didn't like it. I am kind of prejudiced against Radeon cards, though. It's just me. <laughs> I'm an, no, I'm fair an, enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm an Nvidia guy. So um, then I went to a 1060, and that did pretty well. But I wanted to do super sampling, which for those that don't know, super sampling is when you artificially kind of increase the resolution of what you're seeing mm-hmm. uh, with, with software. And it kind of choked on that. So I just said, oh, the fuck it. I just got paid $400 and got a <laughs> GTX 10. <laughs> yeah, Best card those, ever. Yeah, those cards are, are not cheap right now. <laughs> no, no, it was, a, it was a hard pill to swallow, but like I figured I already bought the hardware, you know, with the Vive. I'm like, just go whole hog right in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, right. Like what's a couple extra hundred bucks? I Whatever, yeah. So it was definitely worth it. Um, but my experience with the Vive when I first... Like I used to, I was really excited about. It. I played at my friend's house. I don't know if anyone here has played Raw Data. If you have, you know, raised your digital hand somewhere in some chat room. <laughs> but right Raw Data was the game that sold it for me. So if you are unsure about uh, VR, get your hands on Raw Data and just you'll feel badass. Like you'll, okay. you'll literally feel badass. Like guns, <laughs> so, d- so double pulling up guns. Like, what exactly? It was great. What was that? What, what is the game about? Uh, like, what it's, exactly? It's a first-person shooter. It's okay, uh, okay. science fiction. You're shooting robots at some facility you're trying to hack into, so it's all techno-based and, and whatnot. And there's like three classes you can pick from right now. And the one that's my favorite is um, the bishop, the gun bishop. He's a, the gun kata, uh, where you just take the guns out and boom, 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 you know. But what sure. really sold it for me is like you have to like duck behind shit and like if a robot gets up in your face you gotta like hit it, hit it with the butt of your gun and crap. Now, now, now this is really only possible because the vive has has those room sensors which yes, that you were describing yes, earlier. yeah and it's right. so, so oh my god it's so much better than the rift as far as now, room scale is concerned now is the room that you're in right now is that actually where you have those room sensors? this is the room yeah yeah if the camera nice. were more mobile i would just show you but i can tell you that sure. i have rift sensors there and there and that's where my vive sensors were okay I, I was sold on the rift because of the image quality of the headset and i assumed with my technical ability i would just make the room scale stuff work mm-hmm. but the limitations i think in the hardware or the software whatever is the limiting factor it just does not track as well because when, when I play raw data, I'm like having the gun up here, and all, all of a sudden my hand just goes <laughs> like I'm trying to shoot something over there, and I'm like, wait, no, and that right, never right. happened. The vibe. Yeah. So now I know that that a lot of the new headsets, a lot of them were being shown off at CES, where mm-hmm. they are going to use like Intel RealSense, and those are going to um, like they 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 won't need the room sensors, but they'll still be able to track you around the room. Inside out but tracking. If, yep. Right, right. Now, but what's interesting, if you're having like glitches with, you know, dedicated sensors set up around a room, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see just how well RealSense works, uh, you know, when it's built into like just a headset. I will be experimenting as soon as I can get my hands on some because I'm definitely sold on the concept of VR, even just like, like in the, and the one thing that's really cool about the Vive is you can customize the Steam VR software, tons of backgrounds you can buy, you can skin the sensors as they appear in VR. Mm-hmm. And one of the the, the backgrounds uh, that you that you're placed in when you first start to bring up your library of games is the gate room from Stargate. And it's ah, so nice. relaxing in there. 
<laughs> I don't oh. know what it is. It's just... I, I, no, I can imagine. You know, like I even on, on YouTube, I'll play, you know, they have like those eight hour, like where it's just a background sound of like a starship yeah. or something. Yeah. They have yeah. one where it's, the, where it's just the Stargate just playing endlessly it's with that so little liquid sound. In there. I, oh, I wish yeah. I, if we lived closer, I'd be like, dude, come over, just yeah. <laughs> sit in the game room for a minute and just see what's Fuck going yeah, on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I like really exhilarating games like Raw Data, Hollow Points are two big ones. Hollow Points is an archery game where there's like shit coming at you and um when you when you hit it with an arrow the the boxes explode and things come at you your face you gotta like dodge it and shit so it's it's a good workout like 10 minutes of that you're like heart pumping yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's interesting because that that's something that i i don't think it's talked about much is that if you have room tracking or just body tracking in general with real sense or vibe or whatever yeah. uh that you know that this could really become like a full-on workout i mean it way is. better than i mean the Wii kind of tried to do that with like we fit where you know it could use it was the a fair effort yeah was it was a try effort. right yeah. okay so quick i, I got a there's a question in the chat room here uh for actually that would end up being for you jay uh and it's what about the touch controls for oculus i heard they are good i have tried vive and it was awesome trials on tatooine where you have a lightsaber dream come mm. true so yeah it's definitely Wars, a dream come true <laughs> Right. Okay, so you've done too. trials on Tatooine. Oh, that was awesome! Oh like, man, you hit the button on the t- on the because the the I'll get to the touch controllers because they are vastly superior in my opinion to the Vive. Then the Vives. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that. Sure. The Vive controllers are basically a wand, you know, with like a little a puck at the end of it that's kind of arced like that. So what's the yeah. tracking sensors on it? And it works fairly well for things like sword play and you know if you're going to do archery or something like that but it has grip buttons on the side of it. And raw data, for example, has an option where you can like draw your gun, let go, and then it just stays in your hand. But I like to keep shit real as possible. It's VR. <laughs> That's what it's for. So nah, you can okay. hold the grips. And then if you let go, the gun drops in VR. So when I first was playing with the Vive ones with that option, I'm constantly dropping my fucking gun, getting inundated by robots. So <laughs> that was a problem. <laughs> but right. on the touch controllers for the Rift, it's your hand just it just fits your hand really well. And the grip is like a trigger for your, for your middle finger, what I call your fuck you finger. And, uh, and you can hold that thing for over an hour. I, I was, my hand didn't get fatigued at all. I didn't drop the gun once, except when I got, you know, excited with whacking some guy in the face with the, with my gun. But it, it was, All right, so, that, so that's interesting. But then, so then like where, I guess what makes the, is it just the room tracking? What makes the vibe that much better? Cause it sounds like, uh, that the Oculus Rift has has kind of the better controls. It does. Uh, even though I think, yeah, I, I I get this. You know, just my own prediction is that like those touch controls in the future, in the very near future, are going to kind of become meaningless. Like I I, I, I just think are, that practically, yeah, they already are. Right. Okay. Yeah. So so I mean, so what exactly? What puts the Vive over the top? The Vive is more. How do I put this? There's, 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 well, I'll give you a recent example that annoys me with the Rift to help you identify what it, what's good on the, on the Vive. Sure. The Rift's development, for example, they, um, it, it wasn't designed for room scale or much beyond like, what we, like face-to-face or turning you know, this, you know, it's kind of, it wasn't designed for more beyond that. So okay. the exper- the setup I have right now is experimental and it works until you the shit starts getting crazy, you know? Right, right. And it just can't handle it. Whereas the Vive, everything is in the box that you need. Even the even the mounts for the wall to put the sensors on the wall. It's everything is in one box, and it takes some finagling to get the sensor set up just right. But once it's done, it's done, mm-hmm. and you don't okay. have to screw with them. And once I had it set up, I could trust it to work every time I turned it on. Whereas the Rift, I'm like, 
is it going to be one of those fucking days where, <laughs> where I'm going <laughs> to lose the level because you're not tracking right? Okay. Like a point for the Vive, I could just play for 30, 60 minutes and nothing would happen. But but after 10 minutes on the Rifter, even less than that, it starts, I'm like, oh, come on. Uh, okay. All right. So, so it sounds like the, the big difference is that Oculus is a bit more limited utility, at least right correct, now. Correct. Like for seated down gaming, like, um, uh, oh man, there's a lot of, there's a space in games that are good. I just, the, the, the names of the two that I played a lot just escape me right now. Sure. Sure. Uh, Elite, Elite Dangerous is a good one. Uh, oh, it's a great game. Even outside yeah. of VR, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And all the audio packs you can get for it. But in VR, uh, Space Sims in VR is great. And that you just have to make that a seated experience. I tried playing stand, standing. No, no, just sit down. Oh, okay. <laughs> Believe me, just sit down. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, all right. But, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. Second game. Yep. The, 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 the Rift's headset, I, I don't know what they're doing, but the clarity of it is, is much better. And mm. I, I did I did a lot of my testing and and like static images like the gate room and Stargate and whatnot. You could see like jagged edges on the gate itself, whereas the Rift headset it was it was, it was clear versus you know the Vive's kind of jaggedy or, or whatever. Um, That's interesting. And, okay. And, and the Rift setup software wise is cool. Like I see where they're go- like if the software is just kind of there, and when you put the headset on, there's a sensor in the headset that calls up the software when it knows it's on your face automatically. Mm, so okay. it dumps you right into Oculus Homing. It, the user experience is slick, but from a technological standpoint, I'm, it's just it takes more fiddling than I am even comfortable doing. Like after having the vibe as an experience, I'm like, dude, I just want to put the VR out of the box on the wall and fucking play it. I don't want to get pay eighty dollars sure. for a third sensor that may or may not improve my experience and, <laughs> and all this other shit. But and it's really disappointing because those touch controllers. They really are not hype. They they are better. They are. They feel better. that good. Yeah. Great to me. Yeah. And I can even, if you want to see them real time. Yeah. Let's take a quick look at them. Yeah. I'll tell you. You know, while he's grabbing those, uh, and we'll get we'll get to uh, other questions here in just a second. But you know, I think I think something that tech companies do today is they're really trying very hard to they i i think a lot of the tech giants anyway which of course oculus is part of facebook um you know i think they don't want any third-party business to latch on around them and i Mm. think something that they're really pushing forward with with vr with trying to not have like a lot of this setup uh you know or even like room setup even with like the the room sensors you know with the vive or something like i think a lot of these companies really want to get past that fast because otherwise what's going to happen is there's going to be a uh, an installation service, like an installation company that's going to crop up that's third party. It's like, okay, we're going to go in, you know, we're going to make your room into the perfect VR room. That might still happen anyway, mm. but I think, I, a lot of these com- yeah, I, I think a lot of companies are pushing hard to where, yeah. okay, no, you don't need to do that at all. And people just buy the product from us and then they're done. Uh, so anyway, so you got the, you got the controls there, Jay? Yep. Yep. See, that's what it looks like when it's just hanging there off your wrist and it's really secure. Okay. I just like flip it up and grab it. And it's just like, it just your hand just kind of molds around it. It's really cool, and it just rests there. And when yeah. you're in game, if you lift your fingers off the triggers and whatnot, they're they're capacitive sensors, so okay. that your game hand responds like you can point and crap like that. And and there's the the grip trigger I was talking about. I don't know if you can see it. It's, it's right. Oh yeah, there. yeah. Raise your hand up just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the trigger that makes a world of difference if you're like gripping stuff. It's just, it's so much. It, and I wish like something like this existed for the Vive. And I saw the prototypes of the next Vive controllers. I'm like, damn, that's even better. <laughs> so, 
Uh, but yeah. so I'm, I'm hoping, uh, I mean, I, I, the development in VR community, uh, seems real, real fucking rapid. Like it's already gone wireless. I mean, it's an expensive module and it's, but like, I'm pretty convinced this time next year, we're going to see, you know, way more options than the, not way more, but at least one or two other viable options against the Rift and the Vive. Cause as far as I'm concerned, if you want to go VR, it's Rift or the Vive. Cause the, the Samsung gear VR is like, oh, it's, it's plebeian nonsense. Right, <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> It's not enough. No, yeah, I understand that. And, and, and I think you're right. I think we are going to see. I, I don't, I know a lot of commentators are saying it's flash in the pan. I, I really don't think so at all. No, I don't. I, I believe thing. that. I was thoroughly convinced this is like we, we motion controller and it's boring. But when I got in my friend's VR room and I saw this setup, I'm like, holy shit. All right, this looks legit. And when he put me in game, he's like, now do you want to go easy or want to go hard? I'm like, hard. And he dumped me into raw data without any training. And I'm like, I was, this, I was sold. I was immediately <laughs> sold. Oh, so and you especially, I can just see you freaking the fuck out if you get a Star Wars game, the lightsaber coming on is yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, or that's that, great. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. And that Starship um, simulator or the Star Trek Starship simulator, like I know once I get my hands on that, I, like I'm oh, just gonna be yeah. like your reality. I'll see you later. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick around with the Rift for a while longer before I decide which one to keep and sell. And it's just for that because I know that's coming out. I think in like March, March yeah. or what have you. Yeah. yeah. And if anyone is one wants to. Tr- the demo a game like for VR, uh, try Space Pirate Trainer all also. That one will really get you pumped up. Nice. That all right, Jay, good. is there any any last bit you wanted out or we'll get to some other questions here? Nope, I'm good for now. Fantastic. All right, Jay, thanks so much. That that was great, actually. I, I you know, really hands-on stuff. I, I love it. So, all right. Yeah, Jay, thank you so much. Uh, yep, he's muted out. Fantastic. Look, you guys got this. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> so, all right, uh, let's go to... Uh, let's see. We got two others in right now. Let's go to Jacob. Jacob, I think you were the the next in line here. And if you want to unmute yourself, if you're ready, um, and oh man, video and all, there's the man. <laughs> so I I met this guy. I can tell you this. I met this guy at uh, Michigan Peace and Liberty Fest. Uh, how many years ago was that, Jacob? Do you do you remember? Uh, that would have been in uh 2013, I believe. Damn, that's like three four years ago. Holy yeah. shit! All right. Well, anyway, Jacob, man, good to have you on. Looking great. What's uh, what do you got on your mind? Ah, uh, not a lot. I do want to just say uh, right out front that um, I appreciate uh, a lot of the focus on the philosophy. Uh, sure. First, you know, I first heard about uh, Sterner and Onfre on Sovereign Tech, and I've got a lot out of both of them. Um, but you know, even further, uh, the ethics and philosophy is. Uh, integral to the future and future of technology you know with the with yeah, no. transhumanism ai uh the new yeah, economic right. possibilities yeah you know i think you're right and i and i should have said something along those lines and i appreciate that jacob i really do um because i've noticed that like i listen to tons of tech shows not just on the twit network i mean just a ton of them and all of them now are finding it almost impossible to avoid getting into whether they realize it or not uh, very serious ethical conversations. Like, I mean, they're, they're just, it's unavoidable because tech is like any, t- I mean, if you just talk about Gmail, you know, you're ending up into just some huge realms based on human liberties. Uh, and again, and I'm not saying these people should even, you know, try talking about it, but they end up doing it anyway, because it's just, it, it, like you said, it's so integral. It's so part of it. Um, yeah, I think you're right about that. So maybe, maybe that, you know, that uh, what sovereign tech turned into ended up being, you know, kind of unavoidable, like that, that's just how it would end up. So anyway, yeah, go ahead, Jacob with more. Sorry. 
Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I remember you uh, being anti-privacy and uh, yeah, you're, you're a, here from the beginning. <laughs> a, big, uh, a big Google fanboy before uh, the Snowden leaks came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and I think that that's uh, might've been around the time when the show started to take a turn and focus more heavily on those issues. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting too, just real quick. I mean, like with the Google thing, like at the time, Google was the company that was innovating. They were coming up with like just great shit. And that's another thing now people are realizing is that no, Google's kind of, you know, uh, stayed and I mean, they're they're not, they're not really like coming out with new stuff all the time. So even the excitement that I would have had, whether the Snowden revelations happened or not, um, I probably would no longer be as excited about Google as say I was at the time, because they're just not, they're not coming out with anything, you know, that's really that, that, that interesting in my opinion. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Yeah. So what kind of innovation do you see right now? I mean, in the consumer tech space, I don't see a whole lot. I mean, I like, uh, you know, Jay was talking about the the new VR systems, and I think that has a lot of potential. But other than that, uh, what do you see, you know, on the near horizon? Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, this is an interesting thing, and this is kind of a perspective that um that I'm I'm starting to wrestle with a little bit. Uh, and that is is that like is in one sense, like, you know, innovation is great. Innovation is great when it say replaces middlemen or it gets rid of obviously government. That's great. Uh, and the, in the other sense, like is innovation in and of itself, like this great end game to have. And I'm not, I'm not laying out whether that's true or not. I'm just, or, you know, what the answer is to that question. Um, I'm just saying that this is something I've, I've really been chewing on. Uh, lately is, is like even really the, the prospect of like disruption and innovation and all of this. Um, but as it stands right now, I still want innovation, you know, that, that does make, you, you know, government uh, meaningless along with other, you know, violent forces in the world. Um, and is what, what I see on the horizon, VR is definitely, you know, definitely the easy kind of big one uh, to look at. The, the other one that I, and I've talked about this over the years, the other one that I see happening is I, I really do think that going into outer space, like, I mean, and, and maybe that's kind of too big of an answer to, from what you're looking for. Uh, but I, I think, and, and this has been predicted since like, you know, the fifties, so <laughs> I could easily be wrong, but I really think we're at the point where, yeah, going, you know, starting to actually colonize like other parts of the solar system and things like this, like th- that, that's going to, my, my guess is in like the next 10 years, that's going to be like such an exponential new thing, uh, that, that nobody will see creeping up. Um, that's going to happen. And part of the reason I think that is that there's a lot of big names out there, not people that I always agree with, but they are like effectively saying this is the direction we really have to go. And it's like, it's almost like they're trying to prime people for it. And I'm talking names like Peter Thiel, uh, obviously Elon Musk, um, and even a lot of authors, you know, some other people that, that are pushing this. I'm not saying like tech journalists or anything. Uh, but, but I mean, there's just, there's, there seems to be way too much of an, uh, you know, underlying almost grassroots push, uh, to get, you know, up there that, that I think that might be the, the next place to go. I mean, th- I really don't think there's any, anywhere further to go necessarily in software. I could be wrong about that, but, but I, I don't think so. Um, definitely, you know, so a lot of, a lot of my, the directions I'm thinking of are, are actually really big stuff because it's, I, I think a lot of the little stuff's already been, you know, it's, it's, it's done. Like they, they figured it out. Everybody's copying each other. And that's something else I have to wrestle with too, is that, 
you know, in, in the same vein, like it's kind of okay that everybody's copying each other. Like I, I like to insult people for copying, but you know, it, at the same time, like that's, that's sort of how things get done. I mean, that's okay. You know, like if everybody copies best practices, fucking great, you know, do it. So anyway, you, do you have more on that, Jacob or thoughts? What do you think? Oh, uh, well, uh, I could say, uh, the expanse has got me hyped for exploring the solar system. Yeah. That's the other, yeah, boy, season two just started, man. It's best show on television. It really is. Oh, yeah. and, Definitely yeah, agree on that. It's interesting that that is out right now as well. Cause that that's just part more of that groundswell that I was talking about where it seems like the idea of getting, getting to other parts, at least of our solar system is, you know, really where people are looking. So yeah, keep going. Uh, so would you say you're still, uh, uh, not too sold on, uh, the promises of AI? Yeah. Like artificial general intelligence. Yeah. So I think this is something, uh, and, and I have to actually, I, I can't take credit for this line of thinking. Um, and I, in fact, you know, you and I, Jacob, we, you know, we interact on, on social media and all that. So I, I know you know about it, but there's that great episode of triangulation where I'm trying to remember the name of the guy that they had on. He wrote a great book, uh, called humans need not apply. Yeah. You're talking about uh, Jerry Kaplan. Yeah. Jerry Kaplan. Exactly. Yes. And his, I thought his points that he made were so spot on and, and in his book, humans need not apply. Like he, he talks, he goes into much more depth about this, but that like people just don't understand what AI is, is that Skynet's really never going to happen. Um, what, what AI is really allowing for is automation, but you know, automation applied to a broader spectrum of, of categories and markets, uh, you know, than, than it is already. And so AI is, you know, kind of the term machine learning and all this stuff. I mean, there's going to be some innovation in that, but it's not like the technology is going to take some kind of exponential leap. What's more happening is just that automation is getting applied to more and more, uh, again, more and more categories, um, you know, than, than, than we would think that they would be there. I mean, for example, like the technology to automate every tractor trailer, you, you know, every, every Mack truck or whatever, you know, you know going around doing their deliveries is well, is well in here. I mean, like, and, and it, and it, it probably works really freaking well, especially for that because you have very set routes and, you know, you, do, you, you there's not a whole lot of uh, uh, thinking on the fly um, involved. And so, you know, while that may look like innovation, really it, it's technology from other places that are just, that's just getting spread out, you know, kind of, kind of horizontally to all these other areas. So, yeah. So AI don't, I mean, I, I've over the years, I've been like, okay, is AI going to get to the point where it can think like a human as to where now I'm, I'm totally on, on the other end where it's like, no, it'll never be a human. It's just something that's going to get applied to a bunch of different, uh, you know, products, services, whatever that suddenly, uh, you know, it, it'll be the, yeah, it'll automate all the stuff that we never thought about automating before. Anyway, go ahead. Oh yeah. Um, on a, on a similar note, well, maybe not so similar, but, uh, I, I was just thinking about um, you, you've spoken of uh, life extension technology before. Um, sure. What about that? Where, where do you think that's at? Oh, uh, yeah, this is something where, so I'm a huge fan of that. There have been developments in that. Like I, I was particularly interested in uh, the Greenland shark, which is the shark uh, that, that can live for like four or 500 years. I mean, it's just crazy how long it can live. Um, there's been a lot of other little things like recently there was a study on, was it the, the Marshall brothers, uh, the, the astronauts, Ed and, and Jim, or maybe it's not Marshall. I'm, I'm, I think I'm thinking of somebody else, but, uh, yeah. but I, but I know the, you know, 
we talked, I actually talked about it. We talked about it on this week's sex and science hour, um, where like the, the telomeres, you know, Oh yeah. That Kelly, wasn't it? The Kelly. That's it. That's it. Ed Kelly. I think that's it. Ed, like, yeah. Anyway, or whatever their names are. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're twins and they, like he had spent, he spent like the past year or whatever. He's spent the longest amount of time on the international space station. And he, uh, like, you know, there were, there were aspects of what was happening to him that would lend itself to life extension. Uh, you know, now, I mean, I'm reading into it and you know, you're not a hundred percent certain that that's what was going on. Uh, but that, so my, my point being is that, you know, there's, there's some interesting things, some interesting evidence that has come out that maybe there's paths to do this. Uh, but at the same time, I really feel like what, what actually the experiments that have to be done to, to really get to genuine life extension technology, unfortunately, like there it has to be in, in my opinion, it has to be in an environment where there is no uh, regulation. Now, I still want there to be ethics there, but you know, no, no regular, like it, it just, you got to get rid of regulation. And I think everybody kind of knows that. I think that's why, uh, 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 what's Larry page at Google IO 2013, when he said there needs to be places where the laws don't apply. Um, I think that's exactly what he was talking about because not long after he uh, announced Calico, which is their life extension, uh, you know, division at, at alpha Not that I trust them, but I think, I think they're, they're on the same path. So it's something that, that I think can be done. I think there's interesting evidence, new evidence that has come out that, that could lend towards it. But things like cryonics, which is the main area that I'm intrigued by life extension, uh, like it, it's just under such regulatory fire that it, a lot of it can't get off the ground. So, but, it, but it can if we get rid of some of those regulations. Uh, you got more? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely with you on those re- regulations. That, yeah, yeah. That's going to uh, stall a lot of things. Uh, but uh, specifically, uh, Aubrey de Grey has mentioned that uh, he believes the first uh, human who will live to a thousand years has already been born. Right. What do you think of that statement? Do you? Yeah, I think he's right. I actually think he's right. Um, because, you know, at the same time, you know, while we're talking about innovation, I mean, a lot of the innovations that have already happened do allow for people to, to, to really get away from, you know, from, from government in general, I think, and, and to, and to really create areas where, you know, kind of these experiments that I say need to happen. Um, I think they can happen. I mean, I don't know that they've started, maybe they've already started and we just don't know. I mean, that's, that's actually kind of how it should be done is we, you know, in some ways we shouldn't know that it's happening that way that they can actually do it, uh, you know, without, without government coming down on them or really without a bunch of conservatives coming down on them saying you're playing God, you know, and it's like, yeah, of course I'm human. I am God, but, (laughs) but, uh, you know, so yeah, I, I, I agree with Aubrey, um, on that. I, I think that that, that has happened now, an unfortunate thing, and this is, this might be somewhat privileged information. So I'm glad this is only going to be on Patreon right now. Uh, like those, those foundations that are working on life extension technology, they are, they are kind of on hard financial times. Um, I'm not going to reveal how I know that, but um, l- let's just say, you know, that's kind of insider information. So I'm a little worried as far as that goes. And that's why I'm saying like, we got to, the environment without regulation has to come into play. Uh, that way people are willing to put the money down uh, because the money they're putting down now is just taking too long to get to the point that they need to. So um, what what else you got, Jacob, anything, or we'll, we'll go on to another uh, Well, I'll, I'll let uh, someone else hop on here. Uh, I just sure. want to, uh, ask one final question. Uh, yep. when are we going to see hypercronius two? <laughs> oh boy. I wonder if the next person was going to ask that. Oh man. Um, so all, all I can say is soon, I don't want to give a hard date because I, I, 
I am such a big believer in uh, in what they call gentlemen's agreements, golden handshakes, where you know you're a person of your word. And oh yeah, I mean, I, I want to say it, it's definitely coming out this year. I mean, it's that far along to where I don't see why it couldn't. But I did switch engines like mid, kind of mid last year, and that that changed things up. Uh, and actually, thanks to a Sovereign Tech listener, I changed up engines. Uh, so. Let's just say soon. We'll we'll put it that way. So, <laughs> all right, let's do it in my uh, calendar. Yeah, all right, all right. Thanks, Jacob. That was great right. stuff. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, good talking to you. So, all right, let's see who who do we got next here. I uh, got Jess. Jess, if you if you're ready, if you want to unmute yourself, and it's up. Video's optional. It's up to you, and uh, and you can come on um, whenever whenever you're set. So, and we're about. Let's see. We got. It's like six forty. Uh, six forty-eight. So you know, uh, yeah, we'll go another at least another twenty minutes or so. Um, let's check on the chat room here, and we'll look actually in zog.ninja. And looks like people are just kind of talking, talking to each other, which is great. Uh, or maybe there's a question. Oh no, no, I think that's all between each other. <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with that. So yeah, Jess, whenever you're whenever you're ready, um, you might be away from your computer. Feel free to to come right on, or if you're just listening, that's fine too. Uh, let's see. Oh, I don't have a mic and I have a puppy on my lap. So I'm here to listen. Okay. So you're just hanging out. That's fine. No problem. Um, so let's see what other, what other questions we got here. We have anything in the chat room? Um, please soon. Not sure what exactly please soon is referencing in the chat room, but that's okay. Uh, got people talking about, do you prefer telegram or signal? Uh, of course on my end, I, I, I recommend uh, signal. So let's see. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, good chatting going on around this. Uh, you know, maybe we'll, let's see, want to chat about lucid dreaming for a tick since it was on a recent Sovtech app. Uh, yeah, sure. Jay, why don't you, Jay, you can come back on and yeah, we could, we could talk a little bit up about, uh, about lucid dreaming. That's fine with me. Cause Sweet. I think that, yeah, there he is. All right, man. All right. Um, so, so in the episode, you said you were kind of, uh, on the fence and maybe leaning towards, yes, it's a, it's a thing versus yep. no. This is an episode two eleven. Yep. Yes. Yep. I, uh, back in my, my early mid twenties, I was very much into lucid dreaming and, uh, I went through a somewhat frustrating eight months period of almost daily, uh, training myself to, to do it. And, uh, what I began to experience in addition to the lucid dreaming was the, um, the stereotypical, but not quite stereotypical, but the stereotypical like out of body experiences. Okay. And, and I began to see that it was um, at the time I was like thoroughly convinced that it was like evidence for the, the, the conscious uh, consciousness is prime versus uh, epiphenomena of the brain theory right, hypothesis. And um, I'm not so convinced of that anymore, um, but definitely is worth the effort is if one is inclined to do it because the, the experiences you can have in there when you have uh, trained yourself to gain or sustain your consciousness as you're drifting off to sleep or, or trigger yourself into consciousness in, in a dream that's already taking place, it's just fantastic. Like, it's nothing I've ever experienced before in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I can really see, I mean, you know, we're effectively talking about creating like a holodeck in your brain. And oh, like, it's great. Yeah. And when you think about it that way, like you, you instantly see the benefits, like what, 
uh, the video that, or the, the, the product that we talked about or that I talked about was the, the IBAN plus and they were selling it that way. Like, look, you know, you can wake up refreshed. You're going to feel great because, you know, you just had this like almost amazing night. Um, and I, and I really appreciate that. Like, I, I think that's really cool if that can happen. I mean, I'm, you know, for me personally, and maybe this is kind of coloring my bias a bit, but for me personally, I like when I, when I remember my dreams and we're just, you know, we're, we're kind of just talking our dreams here. So, yeah. but when I remember, uh, when I remember my dreams, like I wake up and I am not refreshed and it doesn't matter if it's a good or a bad one. Like I wake up and I feel really? like I was still awake. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, maybe that's just me. Like if, if you have a night where you remember nothing, like you're dead asleep and, yep. you, and then you wake up, you're refreshed. But if you remember your dreams, you're not refreshed. Yeah. I wake up like, and I feel like I didn't sleep and, and I actually, like, like I kind of hate it. Um, no, I mean, I recognize the importance of dreams. Like, I mean, right, you know, right. dreams are a thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I just, I, I can't say now maybe if like, if I'm completely controlling the dream, you know, that, that might be all right. Like I remember I think of something to help you overcome that because man, is it fun? <laughs> it's <laughs> stupid fun. Yeah. It's well, scary as shit though sometimes too, because like, I had some friends that were like all afraid to do it because, because of how disorienting it is. Sure. One of, one of my goals was to train myself to lay down in the middle of the fucking afternoon where I can never sleep anyway, go to sleep, ride the hypnagogic wave. Do you know what I mean? When I say that the, the, the state that you're, the states you're in between sleeping and awake, they call it right. the hypnagogic state. Right. Kind of ride that into um, like your, your mind is awake, but your body falls asleep. It's a weird sensation. And my goal was to kind of fly, you know, up to the moon or whatever. And I accomplished that one night. And I remember feeling scared as shit because even though I knew it was a dream, I, I still think there is, you know, a quote unquote tether, if you will, to the body's mechanisms for protection. And it's like, uh, we're way up in the air flying to this big glowing thing. Yeah, we're not going to have any of that. So what's interesting is when you feel that sort of raw vestigial fear, you snap right back into like a dream state or you, your, your, your consciousness will shift back into your back yeah. at your body. So it's okay. same no, thing. No. If you have to pee, you know, if you're having a dream yeah. and all of a sudden you have to pee, you're like, Nope, fun time's over. <laughs> it's time yeah. to pee. You have zero control over that. Like you can do whatever you want, but whenever your biology uh, asserts itself, all control is gone. Yeah. It's a fascinating yeah. experience. Yeah. Uh, well, someone in the chat room just said uh, they also feel like crap when they remember their dreams, like they didn't sleep well. Uh, so I guess I'm not the only one, but man, I love, I mean, I love what you're describing. Like I, I'm, I'm all for it. And, and I remember like, and I talked about this a little bit in, in last week's episode. I mean, you know, I was saying like, I love those dreams. Admittedly, I love the dreams, whether I wake up groggy or whatever. I love the dreams where I'm flying, like, like what you're describing. I mean, I, I think it's phenomenal and I'm glad I had those. But, you know, even those don't happen too often, unfortunately. But then I right, guess that's why right. I need to get into lucid dreaming. So, <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah. it's, it definitely, it takes a certain type of mindset to like just sit there and like practice and practice and practice. Because it, it is, it can be frustrating, especially because it's very non-physical. So you're mm -hmm. like, what are my, what are the gains here? Am I making this shit up? But you do learn that like, um, what the difference between a dream is. A dream is just basically almost like you're passive. It's, you're not really there. You're, wa yeah. you're watching it, but you're not participating. Your consciousness is in there. You weren't self-aware. The more self-aware you become, the more control you have. And in my experience, the, the most self-aware I became is when I was able to like, 
And when you start seeing yourself like laying in bed or you start interacting, interacting with the environment around you, like going through walls and shit like that, but you don't actually know if you're doing that. It could just be all here, but it doesn't matter because it it feels real. Yeah, (laughs) right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the big points, you know, I was bringing up is that it's just, it's amazing how much we, we just accept that. No, this is what's going down. This is what's happening. You know, like no matter how crazy it is, I'll tell you something kind of a, kind of a weird theory because I've gotten so much response about this lucid dreaming thing. I mean, and you even wanted to talk about it, you know, here on this, on this, uh, you know, live show. Um, I'm kind of, so this is, I, I apply this in a lot of different areas. Of course, you know, sovereign tech listeners know I'm, I'm a, you know, bit of a historian and I, I wonder if there's a lot of things, and this is pure speculation. Like I, I have, I have zero evidence for this. Uh, but I, you know, I know a lot of people had, I, and they actually, it came up during the thought came up while we were, it was during sex and science hour. And there was a story that we were reading about sex magic. And obviously mm-hmm. that, you know, I mean, I just see the word sex and I'm just all, you know, all flutter. yeah. <laughs> and so, but <laughs> in that they talk, one of the things they talk about doing is like concentrating on these, you know, magic sigils, like it was sigils are just symbols that, that that's really that. all that yep. is. Yeah. And like I kind of, a part of me was a little wondering is that, you know, okay, are these sigils like somehow, are they some kind of like, ah, oh boy, you know, the things you get nervous that you want, that you want to say, but <laughs> Just let it out. Are, we don't care. We won't judge you. No, right, right. Well, all the crazy shit I've said over the years, I guess not. So I guess oh, people right, don't care, right. but yeah. So like, I, I kind of wonder if, if those patterns aren't some kind of like, uh, uh, like mental primer that people just, whether they realize it consciously or unconsciously or whatever, that right. led them to where, say, when they dream or when they're, you know, in that, in that in-between state, like you're talking about, uh, you know, that, that it set up their brain to do certain things. And then like, and that's why they would get into this whole, you know, notion of, I will concentrate on this symbol. Uh, I mean, I, you know, symbols are, you know, I, I love the, the old Confucius saying, you know, uh, symbols rule the world, not men or laws. And, and I, I think there's, there's a lot to symbology, even just in, I mean, you know, when you think of, and I bring up this, this example a lot because it's the easiest one to prove. Um, when you think of the fact that, you know, humans have evolved to like have an aversion to snakes and, and like spiders. Now it's very easy to understand why there's an aversion because they move so differently than humans. I mean, like right. mammals move much like humans. I mean, fish, yeah, you get it. There's water. It's a, it's a whole different, you know, kind of geography. Uh, but like snakes, I mean, they, they just, they move in such a wacky way. It's like, Oh, that, that can't be right. Like something's wrong here. Something so, right there, man. Yeah. Something's not right. And so, so, you know, I could see where the human brain would evolve over time to where right. like, okay, I, I need to watch out for that. And of course, you know, there's a poisonous aspects and all this. Sure. Um, but point being is that there are certain shapes, certain things that, yeah, that, that affect the human brain in a certain way. And so I, I kind of wonder, and I'm, I've, I've been doing some passive research in the matter, you know, as to yeah. whether or not that has like, like this, uh, this concept of sigils, if that has some kind of effect, like it, it's almost like, it's like reading a book, um, or, or playing a video game too late at night right before you go to bed and the images are burned into your brain <laughs> and you Precisely. have dreams about it. Yeah, like it's some kind of mental primer. Like that, that, that's yeah. just something, uh, you know, they're, they're, like I could get into all kind of wild, absolutely wild stories. Me too. Uh, I love uh, talking about this shit. It's fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it really, it pulls your head out of like the quote unquote mundane world and you get to speculate about shit you just can't possibly know about. Like is this the essential, is it a, is it a mental primer or is it tapping into some 
external forces we just don't understand or even are aware of. Like, there's no way to verify either of those. You're like, wow, but something's happening. What's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, you know, another wild theory, and I want to mention a couple of things that people are mentioning in chat. Um, you know, a, another wild theory is that, and I think we're heading in this direction, you know, talking about how you were talking about VR earlier, yeah. uh, as well as augmented reality. Um, like, I, I kind of wonder, you know, when you look at like a lot of... When you read certain, certain like really ancient texts, you know, like Book of the mm-hmm. Dead kind of stuff, you know, out of, um, you know, out of Egypt or, uh, or even, you know, like some of the texts you'd find out of Uruk and, and, and things like this, they're like the hand motions and like some of like the, these spells effectively that, that people would do or, or, or Richard. Dragon Ball Z for the win right there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, these things that they would do, like, it's so intricate that it's, it's, it's kind of hard to believe that that you know, they weren't doing something. And so sometimes I wonder, of course, I toy often with the idea that that humans may have been, like, say, before the Tobol supervolcano, which is about 70,000 years ago, uh, mm-hmm. that humans may have been a lot more, you know, like, like there may have been a very advanced civilization. And I what if they were using that. AR and, like, all these hand motions were were somehow, you know, like, like that was actually just like typing on a keyboard and it created a command and that just got passed down over time. Just, they didn't have the technology anymore, uh, you know, to, to do this sort of thing. And, you know, that might be where some of these magic sigils come from, you know, it might be that as well. I mean, like there's, there's so many, there's a lot of possibilities and I think it's fun to to think about, you know, like you say, kind of outside of the box. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I just want to read a little bit in the, in the chat here. Uh, let's see. Is, is that why you were asking about magic symbols on social media? Uh, partly. So yeah, I did actually, I was asking people, I was like, I was, I was like, I, I got to have some witches in my, in, you know, in my feeds somewhere and <laughs> you know, that could tell me about magic sigils. Um, the main reason I, part of it was asking about this with, with in reference to the lucid dreaming. Um, the other part of it was, is that, you know, I was like, well, what, what the fuck? Like, like I just wanted to experiment with, that's why I did it. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, yeah, I mean, I wanted to experiment, like, even, you know, with this whole, like, concept of sex magic, because in that, that's where the magic sigils came from, or, like, that's where, where they came across my radar anyway. And so I was like, all right, yeah, I, I'm just curious, like, what, what is exactly does this look like? And let's just do it for the giggles and have fun. You know, now, I mean, I'm an atheist, you know, all the way tried and true, but yeah, just, just for the shits. Uh, let's see, what's, uh, I'm going to try some magic. I like snakes. <laughs> that's <laughs> So that that's also in the chat. Uh, and then somebody saying they're, they're really digging uh, this conversation. So yeah, thank you for that. Uh, boy. Yeah. I mean this, this kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you go from lucid dreaming and next thing you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, ancient society. How about Sigils it? <laughs> hand I tell you what, the, the complex series of hand motions is far more endearing than staring at a brick of sensors and getting computer neck. <laughs> yeah right yeah 90 years old yeah no it, you're absolutely right yeah i mean though even though at the same time like i i i really like having something like hard that i can or you know something physical i should say that um you know that that, that actually makes something happen <laughs> i want to make a quick point here. about the, the vr what you said yeah. and we were talking about the lucid dreaming it um and i wouldn't have been able to make this connection had i not had the experiences of lucid dreaming i did Sure. When you play certain games, specifically games that seem to require some semblance of concentration beyond blasting robot faces and dodging arrows and shit, like budget cuts is a good example where you have to figure Mm -hmm. out how to get beyond the, 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 the building's defenses. You, I don't know how to explain this, but you forget your mind forgets, even if for the briefest moment that it's not real 
So there have been several occasions where I went to lean against this wall so I could not, so the robot was guarding the corridor, wouldn't see me so I could look around. <laughs> I almost fell on my face every time. <laughs> my mind really believed that fucking wall was going to be there. And when I fell right through, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so even yeah. at this infancy of, of developmental stage, the mind is, it's, it'll believe it. It's fascinating. So I, I think well, we're five years away from near full immersion. I, I believe it's, it's if the pace it's go is going. Yeah, I think that's a fair prediction. Um, you, you know, you raise an interesting point. I mean, I, I guess I feel like a lot of people, you know, share a similar experience. And in fact, it's yeah. even in you know uh, uh, VR realms, shall we say, or games that are purposely not. Uh, you know, they're not photorealistic. Like they're, they're not paying fidelity yeah. to reality in any way by design. And, and, but people still end up getting lost and they still feel all these things. I mean, it really speaks to just how much and, and boy, I mean, yeah, I, I could go, I could go all kinds of directions with this, but it, it does speak to just how much our senses are, are a part of, you know, how to put this. It's not, it seems like it's not all just like thought, like, Mm, boy, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, this, this is, this is kind of new stuff, but I, so I'm, I'm kind of having a hard time, you know, uh, articulating it, but I, I think when we ignore just, I mean, cause even, well, I see, but that's all kind of perception. That's all in the brain. Yeah. Scratch it. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go down that road. Okay. <laughs> Forget it. We can but, tell you were struggling with it real time. You're like, what's happening? Where, where should I go with this? Yeah. 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 Oh, I, the, the thoughts that run through my head. I, I have learned that as much as I trust my senses, my, my mm. physical senses, my five senses, I, I appreciate how easily they can be duped. And, sure. and how much data I think my brain may automatically be filtering out or including that is or isn't there. Uh, right. I mean, it's freaky. It's kind of like the, the optical illusions you can do. The just the the, the the statistic you hear about how the the optical the optics work in your mind versus your eyes. How like some percentage of the data never even reaches. I forget the. I'm sure Stephanie would know off the top of her head if she was if she were here. Yeah, yeah. But like it's what you see is not exactly what's there. It's just so like if that's true, then what the fuck am I looking at? Here? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. So, yeah. all right. Um, let's see. Do we have anybody else? Let me just check for any other questions. So we've been going about an hour. Um, well, Jay, actually, I I think I'm I'm going to start uh, wrapping up a bit here. Sure. And, uh, but I, I, yeah, the lucid dreaming thing, I mean, that's going to be, it's, it's a fascinating conversation. I mean, like dreams in general, it's just a huge conversation and it's one of those conversations that, that can go on like seemingly forever because it's so much subjective experience, uh, or right. I mean, it's objective that they occur, but you know, it's, it's subjective of what, what each person, you know, takes in about it. So anyway, right. yeah, Jay, thanks so much. That, that was great. And a passing comment about the lucid stuff. It, yeah. it was a learned skill. So when I stopped practicing it, I, I could I, I could try for hours and days and days before I have an lucid dream. Now it, I'm definitely out of practice, and you just don't jump back into it. it. It is a learned skill, and if you don't practice it, it's gone. It's gone. All right. Not yeah, quite riding is, like a bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so this is something I, I think that's going to come up again in in Sovereign Tech at, at mm-hmm. some point. I mean, because like I said, I got a ton of email about it. Uh, you, you know, and I read some of them on the show. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah, thanks, Jay. I, I appreciate it. So, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I love the, the, the star, the Starfleet hoodie. That's perfect. Oh man. Um, 
So anyway, yeah, we're about an hour in. Um, if anyone wants to ask any questions, maybe I'll try and field one more. If anyone wants to ask any questions in the various chat rooms, uh, feel free to do so. I see one real superpowers. Uh, if that, like, what do I think about real superpowers? Do I see those kind of happening? If that's, uh, if that's kind of the question on that, um, yeah, this is, this is one of those tough ones where, you know, we get as far as real superpowers in life, you know, and genetically engineering people to have like kind of these incredible abilities. Um, you know, the, the thing is, is that while, while the individual is the thing that matters and an individual could certainly, you know, if they, if they figured out how to give themselves superpowers, uh, you know, that they're, they're certainly within their, within their rights, quote unquote, uh, you know, to, to do so. Um, I feel like, you know, society doesn't necessarily work that way. Like society works with, you know, I, I hate to borrow this, this adage cause it's not entirely accurate, but I'll, I'll run with it. it just kind of like the invisible hand, uh, you know, Adam Smith's invisible hand that like these things, you know, it's the spontaneous order. That's totally accurate to say. And in that though, you have so many different things. Like hearing is always the best one to bring up. It's like, if you had super hearing, you know, with all the electronic devices in the modern home, you'd go nuts. You'd, you might not even be able to sleep. So, so many things would have to change for there to be like a real, you know, change in society and civilization for there to be like legitimate superpowers and all this stuff. Um, and I got another question here. I'll get to that. Uh, you know, like, I mean, it, it's, it's a huge concept, you know, just like giving people the ability to fly. Like, I mean, it, it literally changes um, everything you know, like, like it just changes, you know, the, the entirety of, of the human condition, like would, would absolutely change, especially now civilization would have to change. So many things would have to change. So I'm for it. I'm not, I'm not against, you know, having them. Um, but that's definitely something where when it happens, like, I mean, it's, it's really going to change the world. I'm kind of reminded of, of like in, in Star Trek where Khan says, and not, not that I support, you know, kind of, well, you know, this gets into the conversation of eugenics, but, but I remember in Con, that Khan said in, in space seed, you know, if, uh, if you give man like a better tool, you know, he'll, he'll increase his productivity tenfold. But if you improve man, you increase it a thousandfold. And that's the thing. When you increase human ability a thousandfold instantaneously, uh, you know, the world's not, not built for that. And again, the world's built for the average. Uh, so, yeah, that th that has the potential to to definitely go into some scary places, also some exciting places, but uh, it's there. So, okay, let's see. I, got, I have two more questions I'm going to get to. One from the YouTube chat room, the other from actually the uh, the, the Hangouts chat room. Uh, so, I'll go to the YouTube chat room first. What about tantric sex? Uh, yeah, woo. Um, this is <laughs> what about it, baby? <laughs> yeah. uh, I uh, well it's, it's uh, something that I'll say I'm, I'm kind of exploring and always sort of been intrigued by. I mean, that, that's an aspect it, it is, is my understanding of it. You know, it's really an aspect of yoga. Like, I mean, I think it's interesting, you know, what sting does and all that. I mean, having that reputation is phenomenal or, you know, you can stoop for, I don't know, 15 hours or something like that. I've never really been able to go much past six, um, myself, but, or at least in, you know, one go, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. Uh, and it, it's something like, you know, me growing up in America in the nineties, like that's when I was a teenager, you know, yoga was a thing and it in fact was becoming a very popular thing. And there's even guys that did it like Rodney Yee that were, that were a really big deal. In fact, Rodney Yee, I think is, uh, you know, kind of a, kind of a cool guy. I don't know him personally or anything, but it was 
definitely seen as, as, as kind of a female thing, right? Like, I mean, it wasn't so much seen as a male thing. So it's not like an area that I, I spent um, a lot of time, you know, kind of, kind of looking into. But now my, my opinion on that has totally changed. I do yoga with Stephanie, uh, you know, here and there. And I, I mean, I work out, you know, pretty much every day. Uh, yoga is usually not a part of it. Yeah, but you know, that, that, that could certainly, you know, certainly change and tantric sex. Well, Hey, Hey, rock and roll, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll get back to you on that and I'll let you know. Um, okay. So let's, let's go to, let's go to another question here and let's see. Would, uh, okay. Wait, there's more. Would you extend your life indefinitely? If you could, can you envision a time after many years of life that you'd want to, that you'd want to die? Okay. If I could extend my life indefinitely, would I absolutely? Absolutely. In fact, I had, uh, you know, my dear friend, Brett Vinat, um, on Sovereign Tech. Uh, it was, I think it was actually a Patreon episode where we talked about this and, uh, we, I had said, you know, he asked about that. He's like, yeah, but do you really want to live forever and everything? I was like, yeah, because what humans will do is, I mean, we do this now we, we fill in time. Like there's so many, you know, talking about innovation, uh, like earlier, you know, Jacob was asking about innovation. I mean, in the 20th century, I mean, innovation was the order of the day and almost seemingly by the day. Uh, and you know, you think about like the, um, the dishwasher, you know, all of these, or even the washing machine, all these different technologies, very great, you know, very practical, very useful technologies. Uh, unfortunately they're getting connected to the internet, but that's a whole other conversation. But I mean, you know, they're really great stuff. And what's funny is, is that they, they really didn't like you know, with all these new technologies, you know, with the dishwasher in your house, with all this stuff, do you really feel like you have more time? Most people will say, no, they don't, you know? Um, and so my point being is that if you have the time, you will find ways to fill it in just like what has happened where if you, if you develop technologies that literally do save you time, like a dishwasher, washing machine, whatever, you will just fill it in with something else. And so I think humans, if they could live forever, if they could live indefinitely, they would just fill in the time, you know, like they, they would figure out something, uh, because human desire, which is a good thing, is, you know, is seemingly limitless. You know, we're, we're, we're unlimited people in the limited universe. And if you end up with unlimited time, well, there's one more aspect where our, I think our unlimited nature, uh, you know, can really, can really express itself. Uh, could I see a time, could I envision a time, you know, after many, many years that I'd actually want to die? I don't think so. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people talk about that. Like I know, like in the Conan stories, like in the Hyborian age, there's the, you know, the people of the North that they, they do kind of like a willful suicide, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, and it's, a, it's a popular trope, even like in Babylon five, um, you know, where you have the first ones and, you know, they're just, they're tired of existence and all this shit. Right. And they move on. Um, I mean, it, it makes for kind of a romantic notion in fiction. But in reality, like I said, I think people will just end up filling in the time, you know, then suddenly it'll become practical. It's like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take a trip to, you know, however many hundreds or decades, depending on the technology being used, I'll take a little trip to, uh, you know, uh, uh, what is that? Alpha, not Alpha Centauri, uh, Proxima B or yeah, whatever the one is that everybody's excited about uh, now you know, people will just do that and, and they'll, they'll rock and roll. Of course, maybe they'll go nuts in space, but that's not from living forever. You know, that's, that's kind of from, uh, you know, perhaps the humdrum, uh, existence of, of being on a, on a starship or something. So, uh, let's see. Anyway, so that, that's my thoughts on that is that I, I, I really don't see, um, you know, I, I, I don't see the time where like that I wouldn't want to live forever, nor do I see the time where I would want to die within kind of within that existence. Um, 
but you know, there's lots of nuance in that. Like what happens if there is, you know, it's just immortality as long as you don't, you know, get hit by a truck. What happens if somebody you love does, you know, does, does die. And, you know, do you want to go on? I mean, I don't know. I love Highlander. How about that? In fact, I was actually, I was, I was kind of half watching some Highlander before I started the show. So that's kind of cool that this came up. Uh, the TV show, by the way, the TV show. So, Okay, let's see. Uh, one one last bit here. Too big a topic for the time left, but we've got to get back to the conversation of intelligence augmentation at some point. Thanks for this uh, for this optimistic hangout. Uh, it's really needed right now. And uh, then someone said, "Too true, uh, true." I'm so glad we didn't touch politics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I thought about it, but wanted to go to, in a more positive direction. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Uh, let's see. And also in the YouTube chat, we've got looking forward to it. We are also exploring it. Um, so, and, and the, the plea soon earlier was in reference to Hypercronius too, that they wanted the game soon. And definitely I am, I'm working on that, you know, n- nonstop, a lot of, a lot of projects, a lot of things that I haven't released yet, um, that I've like been working on for a year, uh, that, that needs to come out. So, uh, hopefully all of that will, will happen soon. I'm actually, I'm like, I'm working on a huge project. That's not really for me right now. Uh, that's, that's been taking up a ton of my time. Uh, so, you know, and that'll, but that'll be over in, in the next few days. So then maybe I can get back to getting out all the good shit. So, uh, there we go. <laughs> I think it worked. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to release this in the Patreon feed, uh, as well. I'll release the audio, um, of it. And obviously I'll be keeping a video version of it, uh, as well. Um, if you have the YouTube link, you do have access to it. If you want to download it for your own, you know, like, I mean, just great guests, you know, or, you know, great, great listeners came on, uh, it just like Jay's analysis of, well, that's kind of a pun. Uh, <laughs> some people might know what I mean, but, uh, but, but, you know, Jay's analysis of, of VR, what I thought was rock solid. That's great info, you know, kind of boots in the ground stuff. I always love hearing that, uh, Jacob had great questions. That was fantastic. And everybody else involved, just fantastic questions. Um, I, you know, I really appreciate it. If you're wondering what's behind me, I will tell you that, uh, since, you know, well, now the audio portion is kind of done, but if you're wondering what's behind me, uh, you can kind of see the blue screen. Actually, that blue, that very blue screen right behind me was, was used for uh, Hypercronius. That's actually Stephanie, the lovely and hyperintelligent Dr. Stephanie Murphy was standing right in front of that. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, look at this. Woo. Uh, someone, this is in the chat. I was just reading verbatim. Woo. 1 a.m. here in Czech Republic. Awesome. International audience. I love it. Uh, boy, Prague, Old Town. I, one of my favorite places on planet earth, let me tell you anyway. <laughs> yeah. And says, thanks for everything. You know, thank you uh, all for attending. So anyway, you are seeing actually the studio, you are seeing the sure mic that I actually record on uh, most weeks. Um, and, and it's, it's a funny story about this room that I'm going to save for the next time I'm on the show, uh, or the next time that we do a, a live hangout like this. And, um, and hopefully soon, you know, as, as long as everything goes according to plan, there's still some equipment we need, uh, that if you go to wishlist.zog.ninja, you'll see some of that there. Um, the, that's our Amazon wishlist. Um. Yeah, we'll definitely do this again. Some people are saying, yeah, next time. Oh, absolutely. There's this, this worked pretty well. So, so I, I think we'll keep going and I'll just keep making it better. Use a better camera and I have a better camera and we'll use all that. Uh, but anyway, I'll, I'll tell the stories about this next time and hopefully soon we'll have uh, you know, about the studio and then hopefully soon we'll have a, uh, you know, a second studio within which, you know, this can be done on, on a much, uh, you know, grander level. So, 
Oh, in fact, <laughs> the guy said, I'm in Prague right now. The best. Yes, it is. Uh, I am. I am such a fan. The museums alone. Oh, baby. <laughs> I got to get back there sometime. Uh, so, all right, that, that's it. That's, that's enough for, uh, for our February. Well, we'll see when the next one's going to be. I'll, I'll, we'll, I'll have to carve out some time. Maybe we'll be able to do another one in February as well. Uh, but thank you so much for everybody participating. Thank you for the phenomenal questions. Um, and if you have any thoughts on what could improve this sort of thing or what you'd like to see going forward, like the person that emailed me about fielding questions from the uh, the IRC chat room at uh, on Freenode, which is at uh, hashtag Sovnet, uh, you know, let me know because I, I am all about it, especially for the patrons. You know, I, I'm all about making this a better experience for you. And, uh, and I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, that's it, everybody. Woo. I'll see you on the other side. just experienced Sovereign Tech. Go to SovereignTech.com, that's S-O-V-R-Y-N Tech.com, and connect with us there. Find links from today's show and catch our podcast feed. Sovereign Tech is copy heart. Copying art is an act of love, and love is not subject to law. So please, share the show however you like. Welcome to the evolution.